It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on Toginet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships, sans the sleaze factor, while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet. And now, here's your host, Lou Paget. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for being with me today. Um, I'm going to start with uh, uh, the PhD dissertation. This is kind of like the Sex in the News segment. And it was the PhD was done by uh, a gentleman I know by the name of Robert Barron. And what he did, I mean, I can't believe he did a PhD on this, but he did, um, on the impact of first dates and blind dates. And <laughs> um, what and what was so funny is he said one of the first things people have to be aware of is they have to be more flexible and not be so judgmental. And I'm like, okay, that makes, you know, I, I would agree with that. But I think that's in any area, you know, of life. And the other thing about blind dates is when you are on a, when someone sets you up on a blind date, it gives you a whole awareness of what your friends think about you. And sometimes you're like this, are you kidding me? You have got to be joking. And I've had times when I'm like, do these people even know me? And, you know, it's someone who's like, you know, one of my close friends. It's like, how are you perceiving me? Anyway, the other thing, he made three points. Um, and he happened to ha- he has this uh, up on Facebook. But, you know, not to be so judgmental. And that really one of the most important things for anything that's successful in any relationship is compromise. Okay, I can, I can agree with that. And then he talks about passion, which, you know, is, the passion itself is hormonal and it does shift and change. We know that. But the passion leads into compassion. And I think there needs to be another little add-in here of that there's the, the trust and respectful behavior. Because you can have as much passion as you want, but someone may not be supporting you the way that, that you know, makes you feel um, important for them. So compassion, and then that goes into companionate uh, relationships. And, you know, many times people will say, oh, I just don't want to be alone, particularly as they get older. Well, <clears throat> I hear that, but you know what? Sometimes people end up buying into that they have to be in a relationship just because there's, you know, they don't want to be lonely. Well, I can assure you, people can be as lonely 
in a bed sleeping next to someone as they are when there's no one else around. It really has more to do with what the intention of someone being there with you or why they are there. So that then had me look at, <clears throat> given I, I don't want to have any conversation today about who's behaving badly or how many more people are being accused of things. I do think that this is uh, a long overdue lancing of a very festering wound culturally. And it may have started here in Hollywood and it may have started with Harvey Weinstein where people finally got up enough steam. But look, they were, they were accusing, you know, lots of other people years before Clinton being, you know, probably one of the most noteworthy anyway. But what I think is going to be happening is there are more women who are in positions of control <clears throat> and running operations and they're not putting up with any of this crap. And, you know, Gal Gadot, who is Wonder Woman, has just said she is not going to have anything to do with Wonder Woman if Brett Ratner, who has already been taken off the Warner lot, lost his deal there, has anything to do with it. He's already made a fortune off of the previous one because he was involved with it. But now that this stuff has come out, she's like, no. And I'll tell you, there's going to be a lot of, if they don't, keep her on as Wonder Woman, they're not going to have the same, they will not, simply will not have the same energy and the same show. So Ratner's on his way out of that one too. Anyway, <clears throat> what I looked at when, after I'd read um, Robert's, you know, PhD dissertation comments, was I looked at, because this is when people will say to me, I want to find somebody, I want to meet somebody, I always ask them, what is your social currency? And by that, what I mean is, what are the things that people would perceive you as being desirable? And people need to be really upfront and honest about what they feel their social currency is, because otherwise they're deluding themselves. Now, I'll just use this as an example. Do you think Harvey Weinstein could have ever attracted Georgina Chapman if he hadn't had tons of money? Nope. You can count on it. Big no. And, you know, that he had a lot of social currency. He had influence. He had money. He had power. Uh, he, you know, was able to force people to wear her line of clothing, Marchesa, <clears throat> to events, so there was a lot that could be gained on her side from being associated to him and married to him. Now, but the other thing I asked people, you know, your social currency and your sexual currency, they shift and change, and they're not always what they seem. You know, like in one country, have you ever seen those... Uh, when they do a, a comparison of, they ask uh, um, an artist to draw the most desirable body, depending on what country they're in, whether it's Greece or Turkey or India or Australia or France or Italy, UK, US, wherever. And you see that 
they are the ideal female. Notice how we never have the ideal male. Interesting. The ideal female looks very different in each of them. She might have larger breasts in one or more hips in the other. And interesting for now in the adult industry, they are wanting to have women who have smaller natural breasts, which I'm like, really interesting. So when I look at what people are, you know, what, what they're finding attractive, what is being of interest for them, it, it shifts and changes over time as well. So when you look at, you know, if you have a job and your job is the number one thing that you think makes you desirable for someone, well, stand still because that's going to change. Jobs change. And if you think that the only thing, the reason someone's with you is because of your body, well, that's likely going to change as well. And the important thing for many people is to be honest with who they are. Because I will see men who will constantly be trying to go for very young women. You know, these are guys who are in their 40s, and they're looking at 21-year-old, you know, college. And I'm like, guys, these girls at this point in their life can probably have just about anything they want. And unless you've got a lot of social currency, it is not going to happen. And then these guys get very disappointed. And what they've done is they've trained themselves based on porn. And those are the women that turn them on. So there isn't anything else that turns them on. And I'm reminded of this one individual who I saw this Facebook post. And it, it was laugh out loud outrageous because it, it was, he was so over the top on what he said he wanted. And yet when you saw this guy, he was about a six. And he had everything down to the fact that she could not have any hair on her body. And, and like this, what do you want, a baby? <laughs> I mean, come on. You know, hair, and her hair had to be a certain length. She had to be a certain height. She had to have a certain body weight. She, and I'm looking at this, and I'm going, you are literally looking for a blow-up doll. You're looking for, you know, a, you know, not a person. Because one thing that most women and men have said to me is that just because someone was exceedingly good looking, that was not the only reason that they found them highly attractive. There were many different things. And, but looks alone were not the thing that ended up keeping someone in a relationship or keeping them, you know, attracted. I've had people tell me that someone who was exceptionally good looking, they were so much about themselves that there was nothing. They weren't the least bit interested in having a conversation or, you know, acting like they're interested in the person that they're, you know, sitting across the table from. And some of us have experienced that on more than one occasion. And it's kind of like, okay, you're attractive, but you're not that good looking, okay? You have this, this, the big thing that makes most people really attractive is the personality, hands down. And so if you have a personality of bus exhaust, <laughs> well, 
I check your engine, okay? Because you need to fix what's going on. Now, when we come back, I'm going to continue with your social currency and your sexual currency and the things that you can do to enhance them, the things that you can do to expand them, or even if needs be, the things that you can do to change them. Because sometimes things do need to be changed. Now, we're coming up to our first break. Here come the tunes, and I'll be back with more on Social Currency. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Times reports that in almost every way we tend to choose mates that look, sound, and act like we do. Except in the area of money, where we seem to choose a person who is our polar opposite. In other words, spendthrifts and tightwads tend to marry each other. Unfortunately, having different spending habits can be a major cause of marital conflict. I admit to being a bit of an oniomaniac that's a compulsive shopper. While my husband is a cluster fist, he always holds my hand when we go shopping. Otherwise, I'll have a massity. That's the itch to buy. I once took him with me to shop for a party dress. He looked at the tag and his face suddenly turned white and his palms became sweaty. I guess that's why women's stores always have those comfy chairs outside the dressing rooms. It's for your husband to sit down in when he sees the price tag. I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. During the holidays, temptation is everywhere. Christmas parties, office parties, Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas dinner, New Year's parties, not to mention the cookie exchanges and delectable food gifts. It seems like every time you turn around, you're faced with temptation to eat the wrong foods and get off your healthy living lifestyle. I want you to know that you can go through the holiday season and make good choices and still have a fabulous and merry time. This holiday season, don't make food your focus. There's so much more to the holidays than just incredible food. Make your family, friends, and loved ones the focal point of the season. Center in on the true meaning of why we celebrate and give thanks. It's okay to enjoy some wonderful food, too. Just keep your portion sizes in check and stay faithful to your exercise. I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. And just before the break, I had talked about how can you change your social currency or change your sexual currency. And by social currency and sexual currency, what I'm referring to is how the world may perceive you and see, you know, 
this person, um, you know, they've got this certain job, they've got, you know, they live in a certain area, they dress a particular way, they have a certain name, you know, they may have a very well-known name, maybe that, you know, you, um, they, people know you come from a family of money. And I was having this conversation yesterday with someone, and we were talking about how we are so scripted by how we are raised. And, you know, one person came from a family of money and the other did not. And the person who did not come from the family, you know, came from a family that did not have money, said they had been raised that, you know, rich people were all kind of like, you know, bad soap operas. <laughs> they were only going to be a particular way. They would be rude. They would be demanding. And he happened to have grown up in the 80s and 90s. So he was watching shows like, um, what did you say, Dallas, I think. And, but really, and the person who came from the family of money said, well, you know, we were always raised that we had absolutely no business thinking that we were any better than anybody else. Yet other people would have assumed that they, you know, someone with money had the attitude that they were better than other people, but they didn't have that attitude themselves. So when people would say to them, well, you're not at all like I expected, <laughs> this person was kind of like, what did you expect? And it's also when it's only about, you know, if people are only looking at what the, the social currency of money is, that's why you will see, you know, the bathing suit showroom models will be marrying the guys who are exceedingly good looking on Wall Street because they both get looked at all the time. They both get a lot of attention for what they look like. And then it's not, you know, the looks aren't an issue. Same reason why typically fam, you know, someone with money marries someone with money. Then the money's not an issue. But let's say you want to change one of these. So, I mean, if you're looking at your looks alone being your, your currency or money alone or your name alone or the position you hold in a company or wherever, those things change. So you have to be prepared for, you know, you have to be prepared to change them and or if you want to have things operating differently, what's the, you know, the definition of insanity is expecting something to change when you're doing the same thing all the time, the same way. <clears throat> so how do you change it? Well, you got a couple of levels which you can look at changing. And it's only you who's going to be able to know. Now, if you're in a state of denial, well, you know, not much is going to help you. But what you can do is ask a good friend, someone who's grounded, don't have any alcohol involved. <laughs> Just make sure, you know, that the two of you can sit down and, you know, ask them, you know, and this can be if you are in, you know, a relationship already. It's not that, you know, one, it isn't, this isn't just for people who are single and looking for someone. Because you know what? Here's the other thing. Just because someone's single doesn't mean they're looking. They may not be interested. Their friends may be interested for them, but they may not be interested. So things that you can change. You have to look at 
how emotionally available you are. And you can be in a relationship and not emotionally available, and you can be outside of a relationship and not emotionally available. And when people don't feel that there is a place they can make a contribution, they don't show up. Seriously, they don't show up. They just are uh, kind of like, well, why would, you know, why would I bother? Because for most, particularly for most men, they want to know that they can make a difference by being in your life. You know, um, change something, do something. But the real, the, you know, the, the issue is that, this, I'm sorry, I just saw something that's going to make me go out of my mind. <sighs> okay. Um, anyway. Here we are. Um, the the social currency solely for you know ask a good friend and you know they will probably be able to tell you what is you know what they see are your best qualities. At which point you can then adjust things. You can look at okay, I have you know um, a you know, you've got a really hilarious side to you. And then, you know, you can capitalize on that. You may have other things that you're doing that don't work for you. And if this is a friend who's been around you long enough, they might be able to say, look, you're really picky and that's okay. But being too picky will have you not be able to develop a connection to relationship. And, you know, that is not, you know, that's not going to, to serve you for someone who wants to be in a relationship. Now, the other thing you can ask them is, who do you see me with? Who would you think that I, you know, might be, you know, uh, would be a good match for me? And the thing that happens when you do this is you start doing what is called masterminding. And you mastermind something into existence so that people will be, oh, okay, I see who this is now. Uh, And they also, you create a different energy. Now, when they talk about law of attraction, yes, you attract it based on something. But what you're really doing is you're giving off energy that makes you magnetic. And And one of the biggest things that makes people magnetic is when they are happy. No one wants to be with Debbie Downer. No, just forget it. Unless, of course, they have a, you know, want to heal the world complex. But that's not for the majority of people. And I said to people, I've known, I said, look, if, if you're not happy in your life, why would you think, you know, having someone in your life is going to make you happy? It won't. The only thing that's going to change that is inside of you. And if you're having, and then people who will end relationships and go, oh, I'm not happy in the relationship. Well, guess what they're going to do? They're going to take not happy in the relationship to the next relationship. Done deal. Always happens. And then they they make their statements like, oh, I can't believe that this happened again. Well, yeah, the common denominator was you, lamb chop. Don't worry. Now, if you are interested in dating online, be honest. Uh, you know, there's one thing to tell someone, 
you know, you're a certain age and lie about it, you know, by one or two years. But you know what? Energetically, if you are setting yourself up to have the basis of how you are interacting with someone be a lie, you're basically setting yourself up to have the whole thing come apart. I've seen it come apart in long-term marriages where someone uh, lied that they were pregnant by this man. Now, they stayed together for almost 20 years and, no, yeah, 17 years, 18 years, and, but everything about their relationship was based on the fact that she lied that she was pregnant by him. She was pregnant by another guy, and he knew it. He knew it so that when everything, you know, when all the wheels came off the bus, um, she wouldn't, she was in so much denial, but that never changed. Um, And the child, who was the reason for them getting married, they've never known that that, that, um, he's not his father. He's never known. The other children know who are younger, but he doesn't know. Now, the other thing, okay, you also have to be legally available. You have to be emotionally available, and you have to be legally available. And that's one of the things that happens many times online where people are wanting to meet or date, and they are already in a relationship or they're already married. Now, if you have an open relationship, that's another matter. If if you want an open relationship, that's up to you, your choice. But it has to be something that you both know about going in. And let's say you have to change your body. What are you going to do about that? How are you going to do that? Hmm? Really, how are you going to do that? I you know, remember one man who he, <laughs> he was coming out of a, a marriage and he said, oh, my God, I've got to get to the gym. He said, I am, you know, this is bad. I'm, I'm looking like a piece of bruised fruit. <laughs> and I said, oh, my God, that's so hilarious. He said, and no one wants to buy bruised fruit. I said, well, I guess, you know, getting to the gym is the thing. That's something else that many people do. They start taking relationship and what they look like for granted. And I can assure you that is a very slippery slope, very slippery slope. You know, not telling someone that you appreciate them, not taking care of your looks, not doing, you know, holding up your side of, you know, what's being done in, you know, the, the, from the financial side. So you've got to, you know, as you go, as you went into the relationship, you've got to maintain the integrity of how you got there. Now, so we're talking about how to change your social and your sexual currency. And when we come back, we're coming up to our second break. When we come back, I'm going to talk about the ways to do it. So we talked about the things that can be changed, and now we're going to talk about ways to do it. Here come the tunes. Next time. 
Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Welcome to TogiNet, cutting-edge radio. This is the TogiNet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. Residents of Alligator Point, Florida, discovered a 400-pound gabberlunzi bear raiding their garbage. They called the local wildlife authorities. The officers came out and shot the bear with a tranquilizer dart in order to move him. Unexpectedly, the frightened bear swam out into the water, where it started to drown as the tranquilizer began taking effect. Adam Warwick, an officer from the Wildlife Commission, jumped into action, swimming towards a juggernaut bear, while the other officers tried to figure out how to rescue both of them. Adam was somehow able to grab the bear and paddle 25 yards to the shore, saving the bear's life. The bear was then loaded on a truck and transported back to its home in the forest. What's the word for a last-minute attempt to get something done? A charrette. It's Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Word. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone. Um, <laughs> the reason I was having a bit of a sideways in the previous segment is that I've been waiting for this particular delivery from this company. And I don't, these guys cannot organize anything. I, I mean, they are so effing incompetent. And I just got that you know, uh, notice that I'm like, are you, this has been five days trying to get one thing delivered from one area of Los Angeles to another. Anyway. Okay. Enough of the rant. <clears throat> so here you are and you want to change your social currency. Could be your emotions. So, so, you know, if you need to go see a therapist or you need to talk to someone or you need to do a little inner work, do that. If you need to slow down so that you are available Sometimes people get themselves so wickedly busy that they can't even, they don't even have time for someone to come into their life. And they, you know, have so many things planned that, you know, there isn't, there's no way someone could possibly, you know, fit in or someone is so regimented and so, you know, descriptive that they only, it's only a certain type of person where you're cutting out all the other things that, you know, you may think that this is the exact person you want, but in all actuality, the universe might have someone who's even better for you, but you haven't even considered them yet. So that's just another thing to take into consideration. So here are the things that you can do to change your social currency and change your sexual currency. Change locations, okay? Let's say you have been going to a particular gym for... X amount of time, um, go to a different gym, go to a different location. Uh, and, you know, there's usually enough gyms around that you can find one. Because here's what happens. 
when you are new on a scene, when you are new to something, that is lots of social currency. You're a new face. You're someone new. So people are often going to be more curious about you versus if you, they've seen you around, they then think they know you. And, you know, I had this conversation with someone <clears throat> who we had known one another for 10 years at the gym. And, I mean, I had an idea of what they did. They had no clue what I did, none. And I was like, you know, well, why didn't you, you know? He said, well, you know, it was because, and when we worked out at the gym, it was like 5.30 in the morning. And at that time, people who work out in the morning work out. They're not there to get picked up. They're not there to pick up someone. They're not there to sell drugs. They're not there to, you know, interact socially. They're not there to find, you know, something. They're there to work out. Then they finish their workout and they leave. So it's a very different mindset than other times of the day. So if you are going to change gyms, make sure that you are at a time when people are likely to be hanging out a little bit or have a little more time. And also, you know, put your, you know, put yourself, you know, your best foot forward. Hey, if you haven't been in a class, go to a new class. Learn something new. You know, I have someone who right now is looking for something to do um, after work. And so what they're going to do is they're going to start looking at cross-country skiing because that's something they'd like to try. They've always done downhill, but it's like, you know, I think I'm going to try cross-country and see how that works. Now, the other thing that you can do to change your social currency, change a job. You can, you know, if you want to transfer to a different segment of the company or elsewhere, the more that you can make yourself new and something that's new on someone else's radar the easier it is going to be for you to expand what you're doing or to meet new people. Now, the other thing is you have to let, you know, you can have, you know, an after work thing that you do um, that is completely different and you can do it. Now, let's say you're in a relationship. You can do something different after work that you didn't do before. You can do something in the morning. Um, if it's too dark at night, you know, for doing an activity, then do it in the morning. It's really about having the intention to change something for your life. Because the moment that you start putting that out to the universe, you're only seeing your world on a small radar screen. But in all, you know, think of the radar screen as being like your iPad. But in all actuality, the huge wall that's in front of you is what all the possibilities are. You just don't see them. So even if you are having trouble in your relationship right now and you want to shift and change things, you can do that. And you don't have to have the other person change. You just change. But by virtue of you changing, that impact will change them. And I'll use myself as an example. I like to have uh, a meditation in the morning. And it's something that now we both do. And it wasn't, and it's, you know, only 20 minutes, but it's something that really starts, uh, it, it creates a, a different, you know, different type of morning for you. And then the other thing that you can do is you can be doing something, if you're going to be making meals, make them together. 
have someone else be the person who does the preparation and someone, you know, be the chef. Change things up. Um, sleep on a different side of the bed. That's something that for most people, they become so habitual that they don't want to change anything. And it's like, you know, five seconds ago wasn't now. The, the world is about change. Now, another thing you can do if you want to increase your social and your sexual currency, do something about your, you know, this is so obvious, but do something different about your wardrobe or about your hair or about something. Because self-confidence about how you feel, you know, how you feel about what you, you know, how you look, that is huge, absolutely huge. And, you know, many times when they do these makeover shows, what's the number one thing that comes out of people seeing what can be done? It totally changes their confidence about themselves. And that is one of those intangibles that you can't measure, but you know it and you feel it. And that's what's powerful. So when, you know, people are asking for, you know, direction on how can I increase, you know, attractiveness to my partner, you know, the only thing you can increase attractiveness to is how attractive you feel about yourself, okay? Because you cannot make someone feel a particular way. You can't. It is not possible. Well, you might be able to make them really pissed off at you if you do something, but in all actuality, what you are looking for is a way that changes things inside of you. All the stuff that goes on outside of you, time and, you know, other things that impact your world, they are not you changing the inside of you. Another thing people will, you know, I'll suggest to someone, depending on, you know, how faith-based they are, ask the universe. You know, the, you know, the universe wants to help you. The universe is interested in helping you. Many times people think, you know, you have to pray a particular way or do things a particular way. No, not necessarily. All you have to do is be clear that you want to do something. Then the universe conspires to help you. And I'm, I'm quite sincere. They will conspire to help you. Now, when you are taking something on, you have to have that consistency. And it is, the consistency is about focusing on you. So your sexual currency could also be increased in, you know, by feeling better about your body, by masturbating more and knowing your body better so you can give someone better direction. It can be about, you know, finding a new toy that, you know, you'd like to try with someone. Um, it can be, it, 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 there's a range of different things. But again, it's the intention and the attitude that will change it. Now, you know, just because, you know, tab A into slot B is not really about having, you know, sexual currency. That's just functional. What really has people, I, you know, suppose I probably could word this a little bit better. It's not so much sexual currency, but the intimacy. Because that's the big thing that most people crave, is they crave the intimacy and the connection with someone so that that person gets you or knows you. That's why if men can make, if a man can make a woman laugh, 
he's like halfway there because then it's like he gets her personality. He understands. And that is, that is a real skill set. That means he's been listening. He's been paying attention. And sometimes I was watching a, a, a funny uh, Facebook post of celebrities talking about how they had first met <clears throat> their uh, spouses and their partners. And one of them was like, you know, we kept trying to set each other up with other people. And all of a sudden we went like this. Wow, you know what? You know what? We could actually date. You know, that might be okay. <laughs> and we're kind of like, oh, okay. Um, and it's the same thing. You have to be open to things when they're in front of you. And, you know, it's about taking the time to focus on you, not about focusing on them. That's putting everything outside of yourself and making something else outside of you responsible for your happiness. No one else can do this for you. You're the only one. So that making yourself feel this way is one of the most magnetic things you can do. And the more interesting, the more interest you have, the more interesting you are to people. And people will be like, oh, and, and it isn't that, you know, you want to have to be, a, you know, a master of everything. It's like, because what that, what, when you are interested in a number of things, what that tells someone <clears throat> is that you are interested in life. You're interested in the world. Now, you don't have to be interested in everything. I mean, I could care less about, you know, playoff games and other things. I mean, like fall asleep snooze. No, thank you. However, there are a bunch of other things that I am really, really interested in. And when you are interested in something, you, there is a different energy that comes off of you. And even if it's something as hilarious as badly bowling, at least you're there. You know, you'll break your nails all off, but <laughs> you're there. And that is something that you, you cannot measure that, but you can feel it. And you feel it when you're around someone who's having fun. That's why the person who's having the best time at the party is the one everyone wants to be around. So when we come back, we'll talk about more ways to, coming up to our final break here, more ways to increase your social and sexual currency. Here come the tunes. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. It's words you never heard. Did you ever wonder who invented the snow shovel? Most of us who live up north have spent a lot of time using this tool. No one really knows who started using it for snow, but according to live science, the first known shovels were discarded ox scapulas, or shoulder blades, which folks used to move soil and rocks 5,000 years ago. Most historians recognize Arthur Sicard as the inventor of the first practical snow blower in 1925. Of course, you can get pretty knackered shoveling the snow off your driveway, 
What's the word for the fear of hard work? Ponophobia. In 1923, two brothers from Norway constructed the first automobile-mounted snowplow. What's the word for the fear of snow? Ionophobia. It's marching. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond. Fiber is an important element of a healthy diet and is necessary for good digestion and elimination. It is also helpful for lowering cholesterol and losing weight. Eating fiber for breakfast sets a good precedence for the whole day. Fiber stabilizes your metabolism and prevents you from making bad food choices later in the day. Dr. Oz says having fiber in your breakfast results in less hunger in the afternoon when you're most likely to be tired and binge on sugar. Aspire to eat 25 grams a day. Good breakfast choices that are rich in fiber are bran cereals, whole wheat cereals, fruit, whole grain breads, oatmeal, and smoothies. Start your day with a fiber-rich, healthy breakfast and set yourself up for hunger control for the rest of the day. I'm Annette Hammond. Like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. So when we were talking um, before the break, I was talking about different ways, you know, that you can, um, actual ways that you can uh, change your social currency, up your social currency, massage your social currency, or your sexual currency. And one of the big things is that the focus has to be on, you know, you and what works for your heart. Because when you're doing something that is heart felt, people get that. And, you know, it's like that thing of when you see someone doing something and they don't know that someone's watching them do it, but it's something that is um, a really nice gesture, uh, you know, picking something up, bringing something to someone. When you are noticing and watching someone do that, that not only does that make, you know, increase the vibrational level of the people that the person who's receiving the, the nice thing being done for them, everyone around them is also experiencing that same shift of vibration, that same increase in vibration. So if you want to increase yours, here's something that you can do. Find a charity that resonates with your passion. Now, that could be something that, you know, in my case, it would always have something to do with animals, period. Um, or, you know, something to do with uh, a particular hospital that uh, I support, that I volunteered at for 10 years. Uh, I volunteered on the AIDS ward at Cedar sinai here in Los Angeles for 10 years. But what, I, what you will find is that when you are... You know, you're focused on yourself, but what you are also doing is that when you have the ability to put something forward for someone else, 
that is a completely different dynamic. And that is the thing that makes you magnetic. Like when you are volunteering at something, where, wherever it may be, it could be at a, you know, a meal prep for, you know, at, at a synagogue or a church. It could be that you are pet sitting for someone. It could be that you are doing meals on wheels. Something where it isn't about you, where you are literally giving to the universe of your time. That is a powerful magnetic tool. I know it's going to sound, you know, but it really is. When you see people who are interested in helping others, there is something different about that dynamic. Now, there are times when there are people who, you know, and it doesn't have to be something where you're getting a tremendous amount of acknowledgement. It's more about resetting your own internal, you know, magnetic devices. Because when you are doing something that makes you feel good, that comes off of you, period, in whatever way it may be. Um, Have you ever noticed if you're in a grocery store or somewhere and you turn around and you look at someone and you make, you know, some kind of comment, you go like, wow, am I ever glad? And if it's something that is nice, people are invariably more than happy to help you or they're more than happy to engage in a conversation with you. On the other hand, if you're around someone who is in just an absolutely snarky mood, no one wants to be around that. Now, when you are doing something that comes from your heart, you change your, you change your entire dynamic. And now that can be something for some people, one of the best ways to do stuff like that Listen to something when you're driving that is motivating for you, something that makes you feel good and something that has you, you know, has the feeling that, oh, I know I can, you know, make a point of going by and dropping something off for someone if they might be housebound or it could be something. And this will not only change how you interact with the world. It's going to change how the world interacts with you, but it's also going to change how your partner interacts with you. Because when you are someone who is considerate and being kind about others, that will show up for you. It can't help but do it. It is a universal law. That's just how that happens. It's not, you know, it's not complicated. What what you will be able to find for yourself is something that, you know, and the more that you are doing these things, the more that they will show up in your life. I have a friend who just has gone into a new um, profession and it's not even been a year. He started um, and he has focused and it's that consistency and the focus that have changed everything for him. He is now the happiest that I've ever known him. And I've known this man 30 years. I, I grew up with him. And he is happier than I've ever seen him. And this is something that he loves people. 
He, you know, has it been work? Yeah, it, it has been a lot of work, but he loves people. He's got it, one of the most engaging personalities. And so it was this perfect fit. And he was worried about leaving the job. And he was worried about, and both he and his partner have, they have both completely transformed their lives. They, neither of them have ever been happier. And they've been, you know, they've been partnered now for, gosh, almost 30 years. Almost, oh my God, yikes. <laughs> anyway, but for both of them, that changed. And their social currency has changed dramatically. They are both much more in demand. They have people who love to be around them, want to spend time with them. They're so busy, they don't have a lot of time to spend with people. But they also, they are increasing how they feel about themselves in a way that is staggering. And I think of another person I know who just got out of a, just a horrendous relationship. And when I say horrendous, capital H, horrendous. And what they did is they, again, remember I talked about changing your social currency, change your location, change where you are. They absolutely did that. They got themselves completely removed from the other scenario. And now, a year later, they have never had, you know, they've never had such a clean, clear outlook on how they want their life. They are looking, you know, to have someone come into their life and share, you know, their interests, what they love to do. And, you know, there are some people, but, you know, <laughs> the other thing, you know, it's like, again, talking about someone being emotionally available and legally available. And their comment is, I, I know some of these people are not available. I know they're just not. You know, there's a, there's a you know, a so-and-so hanging around in the background. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's obvious. Don't, don't go there. But they are aware that they may not have met that person yet. There may be someone who's, you know, coming down the pike. Who knows when? And they're happy to wait for that. So when I talk to people who want to have something, I ask them really honestly, look, you've got to be clear about who you are and what you're bringing to the table. Because sometimes people don't really think of, you know, that I remember I was reading, what was his name? Um, Darren Hardy. And he talked about having written about 17 pages of what the woman he wanted to have come into his life would be like. And then he realized, oh, my God. If this person is that amazing, I better do some work on myself so that they find me equally amazing. And that's where, you know, that's when you have the matchup. That's when you have the two people. That's that connect. And it may, the connect may start off as something very simple as, you know, a hello at a gas station. Who knows? But when people are willing to change inside themselves to have their world change, that it shows, I mean, it's a cellular level change. And that is the thing that people perceive. You know, we've heard about the people saying, oh, that person just has, they have that it factor. Well, yeah, and I, I know what that is because, you know, I have three sisters. I have a variety of sisters you can imagine. I have an older sister, I have a younger sister, and I have an identical twin sister. So, and yet none of us, like the same, you know, have been attracted to the same kind of people. You know, my older sister is gay. Um, I like women, but I'm not attracted to them. 
And I, you know, never liked the things my other two sisters liked. And so I know that there's a something that each one of us has inside of us. And increasing your social currency is about turning that up, becoming more of who you are. And I was lucky that I learned that very young because as an identical twin, I knew that there was something different that I had that my sister didn't have because the people I attracted were not interested in her. And that was even when we were little units, when we were really, really young. And so I knew that there was, we looked identical, same family, you know, same everything, but there was something different that I had and something different that she had and always has been. So when I ask people, you know, don't try and become someone else. That is not going to work. Don't try and look like someone else. That's not going to work. What will work is when you become more genuinely you, that is what will increase your social currency. Genuinely you in a job, in, you know, how you dress, how you present, how you speak. And it has to be something that is organic for you or it won't last. Because if it's something that's, you know, the, the fake it till you make it, well, what do you think the word started with? Fake. And when I look at people who have changed themselves in order to become attractive, you know, have someone else find them attractive, it didn't work. I mean, you want to use one of the biggest examples ever was Ivana Trump when Donald Trump started fooling around with Marla Maple. She did so much plastic surgery and so much stuff. I remember I was a student in New York when all of this was happening. And it didn't make a damn bit of difference. Not one iota. He still, you know, you know, said, that's it. I'm out of here. And, you know, went off. Here come the tunes. Have an awesome week. Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget 